Welcome to Private Banking Strategies Podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks, your secret weapon to protect your assets and never have to start over financially again. Vance and Seth help high net worth individuals, families, business owners, and investors structure an asset-protected, tax-free fortress for their families. Learn how to keep what you earn and use the velocity of money to create your own private banking system. Join us on this journey as we explore the secret strategies of the rich and political elite and help you take total control of your financial security. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Private Banking Strategies with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. Gentlemen, how are you today? Oh, great, great, Eric. All right. I'm, I'm so pleased to be back with you. Uh, for those that have not heard the podcast right before this uh, that they released two weeks ago, uh, it was really, really interesting. It's something that I hadn't heard a whole lot about before. These guys do such a great job of explaining it, but it was really about 401ks, IRAs, Roths, and uh, I believe the title was something to the effect of why you should dump your 401k as fast as possible and is there something better? Well, this podcast, Is That Something Better? This is the good news that is now we're continuing from that last podcast. And uh, I, I'm, I'm curious, do you mind if I share a story with you guys? Oh, go right Absolutely. ahead. Absolutely. Yeah, I, have, I, I, I made mention of this at the end of that last podcast, but we actually had a situation in our family uh, that I, I know that there's some good news uh, at the end of this one. Uh, but we tried to uh, help a family member out. And, you know, my wife and I were working at the same place and we had a 401k. And so we took a loan off that 401k to help a family member out. That was the best advice that we had received. And it was substantial, uh, around $20,000 or so. And loaning it to the family member, they were, they were paying it back to us. It wasn't, you know, that big of a deal. However, uh, we were put on a repayment plan, just like Vance, I believe you described in the last uh, podcast, uh, but what we didn't know is that if we left that employment, that they would want all the money back within, I think it was 30 or 60 days. So what ended up happening is my wife and I moved on to other jobs. She actually continued with the same employer. However, it was she had to restart her 401k because it was a different department. So that's a whole other story. But uh, what we ended up finding out was about $17,000 was due back right that within 30 days. And we did not have that to put back in our 401k uh, right away. And so we ended up getting penalized the, you know, the penalty for early withdrawal on 17 grand. Uh, we also had to pay higher taxes because that $17,000 immediately became income. It was a nightmare. And it w that followed us around for a couple of years trying to pay off the debt and, and deal with, you know, all the, all the complexity that that caused us because we just didn't know um, we thought it was a good idea and it was a terrible idea. So I, I know that's one of the reasons you guys said you don't have access to your money in a 401k and boy, we lived it and it was tough. That's a great example, so Eric. Right. And it, great. It, it's, it drives home the point that, that we made in the last podcast and with 401ks, you don't have access or control of the money that you've deposited. And people think that they're getting free money because their employer is making a contribution, which Vance explained is shrinking and mm -hmm. shrinking and shrinking. And frankly, uh, they're not doing it for your benefit. That is the employer. They're doing it for their own benefit. And uh, the government-sponsored accounts, they're not really doing it for uh, consumers and con citizens' benefit. They're doing it for their own benefit. And... 
we outlined a few things, which I'll just recap really quickly in case someone hasn't had the benefit of hearing the last episode. But the 401ks are fraught with with penalties. When you uh, are forced to take distributions, you are penalized if you take an early distribution or a late distribution. Uh, many times the 401ks are tied to the stock market in which you bear the risk of loss. So retirement strategies shouldn't have uh, the, the retiree shouldering the, the burden and, the, and bearing the risk of loss. Mm-hmm. Um, they want a, you need a predictable, planned, expected amount that you can count on when you need to retire. And that's not the case with these uh, government-sponsored accounts. And then thirdly, taxes. The taxation issue you mentioned, you're getting taxed because you took a distribution and it became income, and that's and that's a minor. I mean, I'm not meaning to diminish your pain, but that's that's minor compared to some of the things that are coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be increased taxation, and the government is going to be reaching for the seven trillion dollars that baby boomers have socked away in government-sponsored accounts. So. I say that to preface the fact that there is an alternative and there's a lot better alternative and the solution comes with private banking strategies and you don't have to play in a government sandbox where they create all the rules and they control all the toys. You actually can have complete liquidity and complete control with no tax on on your growth. And what we're talking about is is a whole life policy structured properly that creates uh, an asset protected vault where you're financially private and you're not subject to taxation or penalties when you're depositing the money or when you're taking money out for your purposes. So you have absolute control over your cash to be able to do with as you need when you need it. And moreover, Eric, you've got predictability. Unlike bearing the risk of loss with something that's tied to the market, with this you've got a predictable, guaranteed return that you know exactly what you're going to have on a precise day, and you'll know what's available for yourself. So that's the contrast. Yeah, Seth, let me uh, jump in here. I'm just chomping the bit. I'm so excited to talk about the good news, the good information that we've got here to share. I hope everybody in the world can hear this because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Picture a town that you own and that you control. You know, in your town, you don't have to pay any taxes. You're attracting dollars in from work or from investments or whatever else. There's no outside intervention. You get to control it the way you want. How would you like to be able to introduce a dollar into your town and watch it go from store, then to the next store, then to the, you know, grocery store, to the dentist or whatever else, that same dollar traveling around town. And every time it stops, it creates a new dollars worth of service or products the same dollars and you are in control of that whole environment and there's no taxable events on the growth folks this is the good news and so we want to go through and just totally outline for you this can happen in your lifetime and you can benefit from it right now so i think um 
the next thing Seth is going to talk about, and I'll turn it back over to him. And we want to give specific examples, so he'll jump in and, or I'll jump in and give each example when it comes to control. What does owning or having total control over your financial future mean? So Seth, go ahead and, and start that process here with the first uh, bullet point. Well, Eric, let's take, for example, uh, the scenario that Vance mentioned in the last episode, whereby I had a client who had an opportunity in the form of a business coming his way and had uh, a, a sum of money, let's call it $200,000, locked up in a 401k. And I say locked up because they tried to get it out and they couldn't get it out to take advantage of that business opportunity, which would have given them an X factor on that $200,000. Now contrast that with having $200,000 in a private banking strategy and where you have complete control. And this business opportunity comes along and uh, creates an opportunity that that is well worth the $200,000 investment and creates a, uh, a sizable return whereby they're creating a cash flow in their business and they're able to replace the $200,000 that they took out of their private banking vault and they've got money at work for themselves and they, they don't miss the opportunity. Um, I myself have had numerous real estate opportunities come my way and been already fully leveraged or fully invested and not had the dry powder to take advantage of something that was a, a cash only type of situation. And many of the, the real estate investors in our audience will, will understand this. In the last 2007-2008 mortgage crisis, when the real estate uh, values tanked and, and the mortgage industry stopped loaning money and banks stopped lending money, cash was king. Mm -hmm. And the, you could pick up opportunities and cash-flowing properties if you had dry powder cash to go invest in, in, in those deals. Well, if you had your money locked up in a 401k, it's, that's exactly where it is. It's locked up and you're handcuffed from taking advantage of those opportunities. If you got it in a private banking strategy and it's ready for deployment, you're able to take advantage of those and increase your wealth with a, uh, an X factor that others won't be able to take advantage of. Now, go ahead, Vance. Yeah, there's just many examples. Picture this, folks. How would you like to have that 200000 that Seth just mentioned in your own private banking uh, strategy, and you need to use some of that to capitalize on an opportunity in your private banking. If you had your wish, wouldn't you like that to continue growing at the guaranteed rates that it's in when it's, you know, in a, an investment account, as well as pulling it out, putting it to work and earning those assets? Okay. You know, Eric, you might... You, you might want to, uh, yeah, let, I'll, I'll go through that. For instance, in these cash vaults that uh, Seth has talked about, these uh, instructed or constructed uh, whole life contracts that we that actually form the absolute perfect private bank, there's guarantees in there and, and profits because you also get ownership of the insurance company and they always pay profits. Those things always come into the accounts. So let's say we've got $200,000 in there, 
and we're earning 4%, and the dividends or the profits are 3%. So that's a 7% net return because there's no talk tax on that. And you have an investment that comes by, and you need to pull out a 1000 or or $100,000 because you know you're going to double that in two years. So I take $100,000, and I go buy the investment. The question is, does my 100000 stop earning that guaranteed interest and the dividends. This is the good news, folks. It doesn't stop. Any other investment, if you pull the money out, interest stops, doesn't it? Okay, not here. Not here. This is your world and not a taxable event. Hmm. So I thought I'd just interject that, you know. So um, we want to talk about, you know, putting our assets to work, you know, <laughs> in all different levels without giving up you know, some of the, the absolute ironclad guarantees. We don't have to take the risks that people normally would have to take to get the type of returns. When I mentioned 7%, if we got that in, in these accounts, that beats the market hands down long term. It market has never given us that amount where these accounts do. At best, over a 40-year period that I managed assets was a 5%. Gross return. That was before taxes. Single years, yeah, you can beat that, but not long term. Let's continue your argument. I just got a lot of things we could say. So go ahead and talk about doubling assets, Seth. Before I do, let's. I want to just drill down for a second. What Vance is talking about in, in taking money out of your private banking vault, um, which is a carefully constructed whole life insurance policy and not having the value diminish while you put that $100,000 uh, at work in a real estate investment or business investment. It's called a non-direct recognition policy. And the insurance company treats it as if it's the money's still there and it's growing and creating dividends on that principal amount as if it were there. And, and in effect, you're getting two uses out of that dollar with one with one swipe. But here's really where I can drive home the point a little bit further about velocity of money. Let's give it a real estate investment example. Let's say you've got a private banking uh, vault through your whole life insurance policy and you pull $100,000 in, in uh, cash value out of that to invest in uh, a real estate uh, apartment complex. And that's your down deposit and you leverage in with third party financing because that's that's what you're able to construct. And you've got a cash flow on that apartment complex, which is uh, spinning off $25,000 a month. And you're quickly able to replenish your uh, private banking loan and you're able to recycle that same money that you put back in your vault to a second apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And you've got a cash flow on the second apartment complex, and you likewise repay your, your private bank uh, rather quickly because you structured a good deal, and you're able to reploy that money again on yet another apartment complex. And so you're quickly building wealth and able to leverage your own private banking funds into these real estate deals that I've described and um, and knock the ball out of the park. You can't do that with 401ks and IRAs, Roths, and other qualified plans. Now, let me give you a story about one of our clients who uh, is a very hard worker in Central Texas and started off with a uh, very minor 
uh, amount to privatize her uh, bank as $5,000 contributions, annual contributions. Well, I had a discussion with her a week ago, and she told me she had a million dollars in total uh, value, fair market value, five properties of real estate that she'd acquired through using the technique that I just described. So whether it's apartment complexes or little rental properties or whatever the opportunities may be, even if it's not real estate, this principle is really illustrated by the fact that you get multiple uses out of the same dollar and you're able to create a velocity of money, which increases your wealth. And all of that cycle back into your bank is growing tax-free, Eric, and without any limitations uh, from the government. In fact, these strategies have been in place for over 100 years and been used by the politically elite and the rich and famous Kennedy, Nixon, uh, Ray Kroc, the uh, franchisor of McDonald's, and on and on and on. Uh, people that have acquired great wealth and put this strategy to use uh, have illustrated the concept far better than I'm describing. And it's it's available for the folks out there, like I mentioned, with a single mom working hard, as as well as it is for those who've already established a high net worth. It's It's really the best strategy out there to protect your assets, be financially private, and pay as little tax as legally possible. So what's the process of taking money out? I mean, it, it sounds great, uh, but what? how do you do that if you want to take advantage of an opportunity like this? And, and how long does it take? Are there fees involved? What's that look like? I can I can explain that. I think we've got a break coming up here, so why don't uh, we, we do that, and then I'll get right into that. Vance, that sounds fantastic. We'll take a break. Guys, I know that th- during this break, uh, the audience is going to hear some contact information uh, that they can reach out and contact you and get some more resources from you. So I, I appreciate everything you're putting forward. And audience, here you go. Here's contact information for Seth and Vance. Do you see yourself in that story? Do you feel like you are generating a lot of revenue but are not moving forward as fast as you would like? Are you ready for help? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. All right, Vance, let's continue that conversation. I asked before we left for the break, um, what does it look like to withdraw that money, to to take money out of your private banking strategy to, to use for investment purposes or, um, you know, opportunities that you have? All right, Eric, you want more light at the end of the tunnel? I do. Come on. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> Contrast, trying to get a loan at a bank. They want you to literally divulge every financial asset of your entire life, mm. correct? Yeah, it's, it's arduous. How would you like to be able, since you're an owner of this company, you get preferential pr- treatment. All it's going to take is a phone call with, with a signature on a, uh, you know, a form saying they want the money. Two questions will be asked. Question number one, Eric, how much do you want? Okay, that's easy. Question number question number two, where would you like it sent? Super easy. <laughs> now, Eric, is there anything else we can do for you? No, I, I'm good. I think I'm good. <laughs> that's all there is, folks. They don't 
have any type of repayment schedule for you. This is your money. And, you know, putting it back in is totally up to you. You'll want to do that, like Seth was saying earlier, you know, to, to replenish. Seth, that was an absolute fabulous job on explaining multiple use of the same dollar. Mm -hmm. Folks, did you catch that every time you replenish and then you use it out again for the same thing, it's a second and a third and a fourth use of the same dollars? It's wonderful. This, this stuff, I wish, you know, it, it wasn't taken out of our education system. That's probably one of the biggest crimes government ever did to us. All right, so let, let's go back again. I want to I want to give you an opportunity to to explain a little bit more. But uh, Seth, you you brought up the fact that if you take this money out, the the policy or the private bank feels it acts as though the money's still in there. So you're still making money on that money, even though the money's not in there. You've you've used it for other purposes. Are you saying that there's no time frame for you to have to pay that back into where the your private bank then realizes it's gone, or or how does that work? Eric, let me well, explain that to you uh, first before Seth jumps in. You are not actually accessing your money. As an owner and preferential treatment, you borrow against that cash value, that money in your vault, and you borrow the cash reserves of the life insurance company. Hmm. And so they're not worried about being paid back because it's fully collateralized by your cash value. You'll pay it back when you Got want it. to. That was easy. Sorry, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, he stole your thunder, man, but uh, that, that answered the question. No, no, it's fine. It's, and that's, that's, it, that's right on point. The, the, term, and the uh, term of art is non-direct recognition policy. And uh, we, we don't want to get too far off in the weeds, but the way the insurance company treats that is if the money is, is still there and they're paying a uh, dividend and – uh, um, the benefit and the value as if it was not uh, taken out, which is, you know, not like a traditional bank or any mm -hmm. other type of account. Um, now, really the beauty of this comes with multiple touches of the same dollar. And I've, uh, I would like to illustrate that just, just a little bit further. Let's say that you capitalize your, your whole life insurance policy with X amount and you have $100,000 in cash value. And you take that $100,000 in cash value and you, you put it out in an investment and put it to work. So you've, you've now you've paid a premium with the same dollar. You've pulled the same dollar out to put it in an investment. Now you've got an investment and an asset on your balance sheet, which is producing cash flow and has appreciation value. And once you've got that cash flow back within your control, you put it back in your private banking vault, the, the life insurance policy, and your cash value immediately is available to use again. That's something that really needs yeah. to be understood. It's not like we're waiting and there's no lag time. And you can turn around, like in my example, and buy that second apartment complex as soon as you've got an appropriate apartment complex to buy and enough of a deposit in your private bank to go out and execute on that. And so that's how our client who started with a $5,000 policy uh, accumulated a million dollars worth in real estate value uh, rather quickly um, by leveraging into appropriate opportunities and taking the cash flow from those real estate investments and putting it right back into her 
private bank into her life insurance policy and then putting it right back out when the best opportunity came along for property two and property three and property four. And in a conceptual 30,000 foot overview, uh, you're, that's the same dollar at work. She paid the premium. She pulled the dollar out and put it to work in real estate investment one. She bought the property. That dollar came back to her in the form of rents. Then she made a payment back to her bank, which she borrowed the money from, her own private family bank, and that increased her cash value. She took the same dollar back out again and bought property number two. That dollar came back to her in rents from property number mm -hmm. two. She put it back into her bank. Cash value increased. She took the same dollar out, put it to work, and investing in property number three. So conceptually, that's the same dollar at work. That's the velocity of money. That's multiple touches on the same dollar. It's not the same dollar in the sense that you're tracking a serial number on that mm -hmm. dollar, mm -hmm. but it's this conceptually the same dollar at work over and over again. And she is always making sure that she gets the money back. Yeah. She gets the money back and puts it into her private bank, which as I've explained, and people that have listened to some of these podcasts understand, is an asset protected vault. Is right. that brilliant or what? Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> that's a beautiful picture, and that that's it, um, guys. We're getting low on today's podcast. I mean, this was a podcast of good news, and I know that we already did the you know the the mid roll ad uh, where where there's a gentleman who tells us how to reach out to you. Uh, but I want to ask you again, you know, for those that are listening to the end of this podcast and maybe they were driving, they didn't have a chance to write it down. How do they get a hold of you to have this conversation to say, hey, look, I'd really like to be able to use that same dollar over and over again. Or I'd like to find a better alternative uh, to my 401k or IRA or Roth. Or maybe they already have them and you guys can help them figure out how to get out of them uh, uh, in, a, in a, the most efficient way. I have no idea. But if they want to have this conversation, how do they get a hold of you? The best, the best way, Eric, is to visit our website. It's at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. And therein, you can access uh, a, a number of resources. We have a red pill book, I like to call it, which shows people uh, things they may not understand about our banking industry and how they can beat the bank and how they can increase their wealth and grow rich. And that's a free uh, ebook, or it's also an audio form for those who have uh, to digest content on the go. Uh, so it's audio or ebook. And we also have a, a robust file of uh, podcasts that they can listen to on the website and in various other media. We've also got a very robust email nurturing campaign, which helps to educate the audience issue after issue. Uh, after issue and so that's that's really where we ask people to start take a look at our book it's easy to digest you can read it pretty quickly uh, listen to some of the podcast uh, look at the emails and if these things resonate and these concepts make sense to you and you want to learn more then you can schedule an exploratory call with Vance where you dig into how this would work for you Seth and Vance thank you so much again for your time um, I appreciate it I know the audience appreciates it um, and we also want to say thank you to you, the listening audience. We wouldn't be here without you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Vance and Seth come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And if you want to start a good discussion with your friends and family about this kind of stuff, this would be wonderful to share. 
then get together, talk about it, and maybe you guys can have a group meeting with one of these guys and really dive into what that looks like. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Private Banking Strategies, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Did that story feel like it was about you? Do you feel you should be making more progress toward your financial goals? Do you feel stuck? Let us help you get unstuck. Are you ready to take action and get your own private bank? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. Thank you for listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of private banking strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.